Hello and welcome to episode 105 of No Low Time. My name is Ovet Velez and with me is the most interesting man in the world, Julia. What's good, No Low Time? Good to be with you again, my friend Obed. It's going to be a good episode today. Uh, man, we keep on coming uh, with, with different stuff here. You know, last week was a really good heavy gaming episode. I think we're going to have a lot more to talk about today. Some interesting developments on the, the Sony front in both their film and gaming division. Can't wait to get into it with you, Obed. Yeah, man. And some news on E3 as well. And a couple of things that, that I forgot to talk about from Tokyo Game Show. I want to just touch yeah, upon yeah. It a little bit. But Joel, how you doing, man? Good to, yeah. good to see you, bro. I haven't seen you all week. I know, man. It's good to see you too, right? This is a great, great time for us to catch up, my friend. Uh, things are going pretty good on my side. I made it out last week, last minute decision uh, to Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Uh, obviously, I've mentioned it before on the podcast. I had gone to an early preview of it. The land's been open. Wait times have been uh, fluctuating. We had the hurricane, so that was something that a lot of locals took advantage of and uh, you know, went out there when most of the tourists flew back home and no one was there. Locals just kind of went in. So I heard short wait times there. Um, I was in New York, so I couldn't do that. I was talking about video games in New York and all that in our past episode. But uh, this was my first opportunity to go back. And um, you know, seeing it now in a fully open state, no restrictions. Uh, I'm very impressed still with the way they, they layout of this land is now that they've got people flowing in and out. Uh, there's two main entrances, one that the main main entrance that's uh, right next to the Muppets area. And then the other entrance that is uh, by the, by uh, uh, Toy Story land. And um, I like that they have that, right? They can flow, that keeps, keep it flowing. There's different ways to get in and out of the space. Um, I love how just from the entrance, uh, the main entrance part by the Muppets part, how it's literally designed to look like you're slowly transitioning into Batuu. Like you're, you've went from Hollywood into, like it literally is broken up or like slowly it becomes rock. Like as I, you walk, yeah. it's amazing. I did see that. That was one of the few things that I've gotten spoiled. It's that transition because I was actually watching a, a, a comparison video between um, dhs and uh disneyland and yeah. what are what are the differences basically uh you know um, other than paint uh because the the paint here it looks different because of the weather you know california doesn't have to worry about you know afternoon thunderstorms every day and all this you know crazy weather and this stupid humidity that we get here so that was like the main difference was just some of the coloring and there was a few details here and there that are better here, I find, based on based on what I saw. Um, but yeah, I did see that tunnel where it transitions over, and it's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. It's awesome. Uh, having more time being in there, and I'm sure uh, as I keep going back, I'll notice more and more stuff. And Disney's always also making changes too, right? But like, uh, you know, I I, I uh, was looking around for some little Easter eggs. There's plenty. I don't want to spoil it, but there's plenty of little like fun Easter eggs that if you're if you're hardcore or casual, you, you'll catch depending on the level of, of awareness of Star Wars you have. Um, there was actually I ended up going after I went to there. Um, I ended up reading an article the next day about um, some of those. There's a list of a couple of those items, and I and I caught a couple of them. Some of them I've not found yet or seen yet, so I still want to check those out. Um, Wait time's not bad for, for smugglers run the one ride that's open. Uh, it was about an hour long when I got there, which is oh, it's not, bad, not at all. bad at all for a brand new thing. 
uh, I decided just to go ahead and do the single rider just to get on it. It literally took me maybe 10 minutes to get on the ride. So it was still a great time. Um, I don't recommend that for your first time. If you're trying to get on the ride, I don't recommend. I, I say wait it out so that way you can get to be the pilot because that's the best experience you're going to have is being one of the two pilots in the ride. Um, but it, it's still a, a fun time. And also, if you do the single rider, you miss a, a pretty cool um, animatronic, I'll, I'll say that much, uh, experience that you, that you get that you don't get to see if you're in the single rider. Um, but uh, I, while I was out there also, this has been in the headlines for a little bit. I got this. And those of you watching on video, you see this. This is uh, the thermal detonator. The, yeah, the thermal detonator from Coca-Cola that, that they made a partnership with Coca-Cola. Um, this is really cool. Because Coca-Cola, to be able to partner with Disney means Disney, right? But like for them to partner with them and allow them to do this to their logo and have it written in this, in this Star Wars font and, and changing their IP like this, it's a very exclusive thing, something you can only find in the parks. Uh, it was a big deal because they wouldn't let people fly with these things on planes recently. That's been all cleared up. So we're getting um, confiscated. And they were getting confiscated because, I mean, look, look at those of you watching on video, this thing looks like a... <laughs> detonator it looks like a grenade yeah grenade, like yeah. a modern grenade yeah like a modern grenade so it's really cool so I, I got i got one of those i also um when i went for the preview there was like no merchandise uh that was that said galaxy's edge on it they're very much trying to make you feel like no you're in batu what is galaxy's edge we don't know what that is you're in this batu you're in you're in an outpost you're in like you're in this world and they really commit to that so there was like nothing that said Galaxy's Edge. And I was like, I really want to get something that says Galaxy's Edge on it. And like, it's a commemorating the opening of this thing. So right outside uh, by Star Tours, and they have a bunch of different uh, items. Got this little fun guy right here, collectible hat. Uh, these are as supplies last, so they're not re-putting these in stock. Nice. Uh, it actually has the year on the side there for the opening of, of, of the land. Uh, but it's a really nice, uh, really nice item here. Uh, but yeah, that, that's an update for me guys. Uh, you know, keep, uh, if you were following us on social media, I put, I think on our Facebook and Instagram story, a quick little shot from galaxy's edge, trying to keep you guys a, you know, a little fun little look at it. But, uh, yeah, man, I'm living a, a good life here. We're living in a great time, man. We, we got star Wars land and we got another episode nine coming out soon. I'm happy. Yeah, seriously, seriously. And then, uh, like I said, it was like geekdom took over. And and it's it's our time now, so you guys got to deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully, if you're watching the show, you're a fan. Hopefully, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, no, I can't, I can't wait to check it out. I, I'm definitely looking forward to spending some time over at at Disney World. Hopefully, in the near future, is just that. I mean, it's 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 rough, especially when you have kids. Is I don't know how I really don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly, money. Uh, but I don't know how like families pull it off. Like, not not just a money thing, right? Because money, you just work, make money. That's you know whatever. But uh, just having to bring children around and drag them around the park. It's I only have one kid. It's and it's rough. I mean, I can just imagine just hauling three kids around and, <laughs> and just going around the parks. I mean, that had to be a freaking nightmare. But one on your back, one on your arm. <laughs> I know. And, and I mean, luckily my daughter is, you know, pretty well behaved. So she's pretty yeah, good. Absolutely. But, but man, I see, like, I, I've been to Disney many, many times and, you know, I've seen kids act up and kids, they don't, they don't want to act up just because, I mean, they get tired and when they get tired, they get cranky. I'm the same way, you know, 
It's like you ask me to go to lunch after twelve thirty. I'm we're gonna have a problem. So <laughs> it's 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 just rough. It's just the nature of kids. But I am definitely looking forward to uh, visiting. Hopefully, I'm I'm planning to go. Hopefully, the uh, the beginning of next year. Uh, hopefully, in January. Um, uh, we are going to go to Magic Kingdom for my daughter's birthday. That's sort of a tradition now, so we're probably going to do that. And I'm waiting for uh, Rise of the Resistance to open so I can just enjoy the uh, the entirety of the park. Uh, so hopefully, in the sec, you know, second third week in January, I'll see what I can do, and I'll I'll maybe take a day and and check it out. So, uh, but I, yeah, I'm looking forward to that, man. Yeah, I don't have much on my end, dude. I I finished RE2. Game's great again. Uh, fantastic, fantastic game. Uh, played some Battlefront again. Uh, that game's still good. Um, but yeah, that, that's pretty much it. Uh, one quick update: I did finish Evangelion because it was on or Evangelion, whatever. Um, it's on Netflix. And uh, rough watch, rough watch, man. I mean that game, that that series. I knew that the series, you know, turn uh, took a take takes a turn to for for what I thought right was that the series was going to take a turn towards something dark and it is dark, but it's a, it's a completely different thing. It's kind of, I mean, the best way that I could compare it to right now, I mean, the series is 23 years old. I don't want to spoil it still because it's new on streaming. Um, but, and, and like I said, I, I didn't finish the series back when I was watching it. Uh, and I watched the whole series and including the two movies. Um, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a tough watch. It's not, not, it's a, it's a, it's a this is an advanced anime for sure. For sure. Uh, it's a advanced, um, they, they're trying to make, make a, take a, you know, make a point across, uh, nothing like really took me by surprise. Like, Oh crap, this is freaking crazy. Like with Jojo, like you watch Jojo and Jojo's like, Oh yeah, this is really cool. Like there's nothing cool going on here. It's just that it's it's hard hitting. Basically, um, the series is great. I think the movies are totally unnecessary, but I can see where fan criticism came from. You know, uh, uh, Hideaki Anno got death threats and all these things when the series ended, uh, which is really funny because uh, at the end of the movie, where where when the movie is like undoing itself because it's it's crazy um there's like pictures of the death threats and the letters that ano got with like die and and the the and the gynax office has been vandalized and all it's ridiculous um but it's a, it's a tough watch i mean uh nothing like anime wise get me, gets me by surprise after devilman uh crybaby because that that was a rough watch and and that was like a rough watch where i i watched it in the morning before going to work and I was depressed all day at work and I didn't, I, and I, and I could not fall asleep just because just thinking of those two last two episodes, it was, it was too rough, man, which is good. Again, one of the things that I've been saying, you know, I've said multiple times is if you make something and you don't make me feel anything, it's you failed. You know, um, I, I, I saw a quote recently, very similar to that, uh, which was, uh, which I, I think it was from an, either a game or anime or something. It was like if you're a creator and you create something and um, and no one remembers you for it, you you've created nothing. So it's it's 
it was like a very very good quote that i heard this week so um yeah i mean i'm still thinking about it i just finished the movie this morning and i was like oh, i'm still thinking about it it's like it's a rough watch but you know uh not as rough as devil man cry baby but yeah i can see where um this series influenced uh, a lot of anime after that uh, definitely you can see uh, where where some uh, other creators got inspiration and that's what i wanted to see because I, I i i went in and i was like i know this is going to be a rough watch i i knew i i knew expect i went in knowing what you know what to expect so um i, I wasn't expecting this to be messenger z or Voltron or, you know, anything like that. This is going to be something else. I mean, the best thing, the, the more modern thing that I could compare to compare to Joel is near automata because near is near is the same way. Oh, it's an action game. No, you finish the action game and then it's a character study on humanity and free will and all this stuff. So, wow. you know, it's, it's the same way, you know, the, the series, like the first 15 episodes, it's action. And then it's like, Oh, but I'm like super depressed and I'm having these really bad thoughts about things. And then it starts, you know? Yeah. So, but yeah, very interesting. Uh, I mean, if you're into uh, anime, you probably watched it already, but you know, uh, it's a, it's a rough watch. It's, it's advanced, but uh, it's not fun, but it's interesting. So yeah. Um, Joel, let's jump right in, man. So, one thing that has been circling around are very strong rumors. I mean, and uh, this is again rumors. Take this with a with a not a grain of salt, but with a rock salt. You know, this is like full full blown rumor territory. Uh, but it's been go doing the rounds, right? Um, it's been on on major websites that have been reporting this, and the the rumor is that Apple is interested in buying sony pictures right just because they want to strengthen their um catalog for apple tv plus and i think in my opinion that this is a no-brainer for apple but i'm more interested into what this could be for the mcu because for spider-man so joe man what do you think of this yeah, I've got a lot of thoughts about this considering the implications for Spider-Man as you just referenced. Uh, I think from a business standpoint, this makes sense. Sony Pictures has really struggled uh, in more recent uh, history here to put out some uh, strong content, memorable content. Uh, the big things that they have put out, they've made great success over. But the other things that, that they put out is just completely negative. It's like there's no in-between like, good movies it's like either it's a great movie or it's just like hot trash you know so like you've got like spider-man to the spider-verse that's over here like it's you know winning awards and best oscar animated animated film of the year and you've got venom making a billion dollars and then you got men in black that just was a trash can of fire that thing bombed hard bro right. hard I had no, I had no interest in seeing it, and I still have no interest in seeing it. That's that bad. And the same thing going back to um, uh, Sony Animation, you get into the Spider Verse, and then you get the Emoji Movie. <laughs> <laughs> right? No, it's true. It's true. So, it's true. 
So like looking at it from a business standpoint, like that's why I say like they, they have properties, they have success, but it's not enough for me to say that, that, that they can survive long-term on their own. If this is going to be the pattern, right? Like you've got to have competent films as long as well as the great films that you have coming out. Right. Um, look at, you know, look at what some of the other studios are putting out. You know, Disney has a stinker every now and then, you know, I'm not going to praise them for everything. Right. Every now and then they have a stinker. I'm John just, Carter, no, John Carter, uh, the good dinosaur. I mean, there's, the Lone Ranger, the Lone Ranger, you know, <laughs> Disney has stinkers for, for every stinker. They've got like, you know, 25, <laughs> you know, really good or, or great films. But actually speaking of stinkers, I watched Aladdin. Uh, <laughs> Oh no! So you should have mentioned that in your what's up, man. Ooh, <laughs> all right, let me let me go. Let me. Sorry, man. Let me. Sorry to interrupt, but I got to talk about this movie real quick. Oh, here holy, we go! Holy crap! I mean, I mean, the movie wasn't bad. It, it was too long. It was two hours. It was too. Even my wife was like, "When is this movie gonna end?" I was like, "I know. We've been here for a while. It's crazy." I mean, I could watch a still picture of, don't get me wrong, I can watch a still picture of Naomi Scott for two hours and I'm fine, right? But it's, it's tough just because it's, it's too long. Uh, I mean, everything was great. The like, cinematography was good. The costume design was great. Uh, it was shot well. Effects were good. Um, spoiler alert, no Snake Jafar. <laughs> At that, no, man. When I saw, it's like they're not gonna give me Snake Jafar. I, uh, all right, whatever. Let, just end it. I wasn't too. I wasn't too fond of the Jafar actor as well. To be transparent, he was he was okay, but he wasn't great. Like, he was I not. He was not menacing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was not menacing yeah, at all. Yeah. At all. Yeah. It was a dude with a costume. Yeah, it's kind of cheesy. Yeah, and I mean, I, he was not menacing and threatening at all. Um. Uh, I gotta say the way they did Iago was pretty good because they, you know, they brought it down from, you know, Gilbert Goffrey to being, you know, a parrot that dog. It, it was pretty good. It was pretty good. Um, you, you know, for the most part, it was enjoyable. I did not have a, you know, a, a bad time watching it, but it was too damn long. It was like it was, there's a lot of filler that, and unnecessary filler. Uh, the changes to Jasmine were good. Like I, those were fine, right? I mean, that's not gonna freaking fly, right? But <laughs> you and I talked about before, and I was like, I don't. Can you do that in this new movie? I don't think so. Oh, no, no. Oh yeah, <laughs> going from the other one. Yeah, you yeah. know what? It, and I was watching the movie. And it's like, and I was thinking of you when 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 we we were talking about yep. that specific yep. scene in the movie, um, which that whole se- ending sequence. Is so fantastic on on Aladdin, even with a you know, you know, even all, with all that, and it was so bland on this one, yeah. and, and just like ah, it was, it just it was just really flat. Like the movie was you know ups and highs throughout the whole movie, but yeah, that ending sequence was just flat as heck, man. So but yeah, Aladdin, go ahead. Yeah, no, you're good. So, what, 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 back to the Sony Pictures point that I was saying, like we, he's, he's talking about here with, you know, like the stinkers and the, the success, right? Like for the most part, when you look at this, the, the you look at like a Disney, you look at a consistency of of decent films, great films, and every now and then an occasional stinker, right? 
but um, with Sony, that's not been the case. So looking at an Apple coming in, if they were to acquire this, I'm not saying they have the, that they have great history of doing something phenomenal or anything of that nature, right? We don't really know what Apple's going to bring to the table. They're coming new into the new streaming market and new content market. This is a new territory for them. But that's what excites me, right? That's what excites me about them taking on something like Sony is that they would bring a new and fresh perspective to it. It's To me, it's it's like you, could, you, you have the financial backing to do something special, right? If they want to spend, you know, a, an atrocious amount of money on a movie, Apple can afford to do that, right? And they can they they can take risks. They can do things differently because this is new territory for them. So from a business standpoint, that's cool. Negatives. The whole Sony, the, the, the whole you know conversation of Spider Man in the MCU. This happens. This to me nearly deads the entire. Uh, like it takes it down another notch of a chance of them you having. Think so? I strongly think so, so because so Apple I, would want to protect it. But I think the problem with Agile is that the reason why this whole Spider-Man debacle is happening right now is because of the studio heads. And, right. and, and if, you know, Apple decides to replace the studio heads, they might as well, you know, they, they can work a deal out. Right. I'm pretty sure. And I mean, in Apple, again, Apple and Iger have close ties. You know, we mentioned it last week that Iger quit the board, but, you know, there's, you know, a conflict of interest reasons. There's business reasons behind it. It's not, it's just not because he's, you know, pissed at Apple. So, you know, you don't quit. You don't, you don't, you, one does not simply quit, uh, you know, board of governors. So, yes, I agree. I agree. But, that's what I just said was my opinion. Now, now legally wise, there are rumors. I mean, this already is a rumor, but the rumors get even more crazier. Rumors say that supposedly, I've read this thing. I'm like, I don't know if this is legitimate, a legitimate contract. Supposedly, this is something from the '90s that was agreed to with Sony Pictures. That look, if this uh be this this entity was to now be acquired by somebody else the original rights of Spider-Man and other characters would be reverted Revert. back to Marvel Entertainment. Okay. Now, see, if that if that happens, if that's true, again, this is like rumor on top of rumor, right? Because that's, that's similar to what happened with Universal and Hulk. Exactly. Because um, the they were able to get Hulk back from Universal because... Comcast brought bought Universal from Vivendi, where where that deal was done when Vivendi owned Universal. Comcast came in, brought you bought Universal, and then the deals reverted. Basically, right, right. So if that happens, Obed, it's like it goes. It can go either way. If that's true, and 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 like you're saying, it makes sense because of looking at past business history. To Obed's point, yeah, that's a real strong possibility. That happens, we win. Right, great. So throw a feast. The sacred cat, calf, you know, we've got the prodigal son returning home. But if that's not true, my fears is that this this just now comes to the place where Apple's like, no, nah, he's ours. Like, you know, <laughs> we're going to make it the way you want. And you and maybe revisit this in another 15 years. <laughs> you know, that could be. Well, so we'll see. But uh, this is interesting and to be watched because uh, we could be reporting soon. Hey, guys, a deal's yeah. been made. We don't know. 
Yeah, just as a reminder, if that happens, Apple would would own Funimation, Manga Entertainment, Rovio Animation, amongst others. So amazing. Yeah, I mean that's a that's the thing that could happen. Um, could you imagine Dragon Ball Z being exclusive to Apple TV, or you know uh, Dragon Ball Super or whatever? Oh yeah, it's just gonna be. They would get Attack on Titan, uh, Attack on Titan exclusive to Apple TV. Sign me up, bro. Plus, with the I mean, strong this, international pull that Apple has, like they could, they can pull out a lot of exclusive content. It, it'd be great. Yeah, yeah, man. Uh, and and you know, going back, Sony has an extensive library of TV shows. Um, you know, they that's that may be something that they're after. You know, they have you know the Jeopardy and all this stuff that they do for TV as well. So. It's a big deal. If it happens, uh, it'll definitely strengthen Apple TV for sure. It'll put a wrench on the on the whole MCU thing. But I think that at the end of the day, it'll be it'll be like what you said. It's it's it has to be in some clause somewhere, and maybe that's why Sony Pictures still like holding on to their life because they don't want to lose Spider Man. <laughs> that could be a possibility, but I'm pretty sure that. I'm pretty sure that there's there's something there where, where where Apple can definitely come through this one. So uh, be interesting stuff, man. For sure, streaming wars are heating up for sure. <laughs> Joel, just as a quick PSA reminder, the Nintendo Switch Lite comes out tomorrow. Um, that is, uh, yeah, pretty much been reviewed uh, all over the place already, and. For the uh, uh, most part, uh, I want to say it's it's overwhelmingly positive. So yeah, that that's the thing. Uh, of course, that there's uh, there's already been tests. It's like this thing's not gonna display the TV at all. You can, however, plug in the Bluetooth, the third-party Bluetooth devices to the USB-C for headsets, and that'll still work. You can plug in USB docks for to plug in controllers and that'll still work, but no, but no TV out at all. Um, so that's, you know, again, confirming what Nintendo said. Um, that's, that's, that's that. And yeah, I mean, that, that looks cool, Joe. I, I was actually looking at accessories today. It's like, I don't need this thing, but I would like my daughter to have one, but she's like, she's just turning five. I don't want to give her like her own gaming thing. You know, she has a tablet. She's probably going to get a new one for Christmas. So, I mean, I'm just going to hold off into actually giving her something gaming related until a little bit later. Um, you know, in the meantime, she can play, uh, you know, with me on another Switch. So, but yeah, the little, little device looks great. Uh, and man, I saw the size comparison with the Vita. It is like almost identical size as Vita. It's just a little bit bigger. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, think, I, think it's a, I think it's a beautiful console. The colors I really like. Um, not that that's the reason why I like it, but it's it's, it's a plus, right? It's, it's cool, uh, and the price point, like it's it's cheaper. It's yep. meant to not be a complete switch. It's meant to be the switch that you just literally play it. I mean, it doesn't really switch, right? The switch does the switch, but <laughs> the switch doesn't switch. <laughs> switch doesn't switch, but it's it's cool because like it it serves its purpose. The purpose of it is to be a handheld console that you can play all the games you like on Switch. There's no 
functionality differences that you can play all the same games, right? It's just not being able to switch it, not being able to put it on that that dock, play it on the big screen, and have some of those native native functionality in that way. But really, like for the price point of what you're getting, this is great for people who have kids that just that you know, hey, you know what, little Billy doesn't usually play on the screen. He's usually playing this while uh, mom's watching, you know, Real Housewives of Atlanta or something. You know, I don't know. But, but uh, you know, it, it serves its purpose is what it's there for. So um, I'm, a, I'm a fan of this. Like, it's cheap. It, it's, it's fair. No complaints from me. This is a great choice, and, and it's coming out right around the corner, sir. Uh, it will be in people's, yeah. people's homes in a couple Le- hours. In a few hours, yeah. And, uh, and by the way, the uh, Legend of Zelda um, Link's Awakening is – getting fantastic stellar reviews as well uh so we got a 9.4 from ign it's at and it's an 88 on metacritic right now with 66 reviews so so that's pretty good uh, a few hundreds here and there so that game i mean it's a it's an old school type of zelda game so if you want to go back and play it i heard fantastic things about it i never played it when i owned a game boy so but uh, I know my cousin. I have a cousin that's a, he's a he's a Zelda nut, and then I know and he said it's like, oh man, I played that Zelda on the Game Boy. That was really good. So everyone that played it back in the day told me it was really good. And again, I mean that I guess the the proof is in the pudding when these things were still reviewing hundreds, you know, twenty uh, some years after the fact. So uh, I think it's the perfect day for uh, that game to be released because it releases with a new console. And um, yeah, uh, also, Joel, I really want to get that Astral Chain that came out. The game looks fantastic and also got fantastic reviews. So it's on my Christmas list. So we'll, we'll make it happen. Very good. Yeah. Joel, let's go ahead and take a quick break and we will be right back. And we are back. Joe, we recently talked about GameStop not doing too well and, you know, store closings and layoffs and Game Informer getting gutted and whatnot. Um, well, this week it surfaced that they, they, they've said that they were going to rebuild their stores and redo their, um, basically their store layout. So a video got out this week of a store in Oklahoma that received the treat that the makeover treatment from GameStop corporate, I guess. And uh, yeah, man, it looks pretty good. It looks very appealing to me. What do you think? Yeah, I I really liked it. I asked you about it the other day when I saw. I was like, dude, have you seen this? Like, this is this is what I'm talking about. Like when we talked about it in our last episode, you know, I I was transparent. Like, I don't really know what you do to save this. But you've got to do something about the store experience. Uh, and I talked about how before, like when I used to go to GameStop, I remember like before I bought a used game or something, I would put it in right there and play away. And and just, just it was just, it, it was more experiential. And like, you know, you felt like you were hanging out, right? And like now it just kind of feels like cluttered and, and whatever. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like this is cool because. It's it's a retro environment. It, it, it appeals to the new modern ga- new and modern gamers, you know, with the con- content for them that they enjoy playing. Uh, but it also has some retro games, including retro consoles. They had literally analog televisions lined up uh, with some with some classic uh, consoles for people just to sit down and play and hang out. I'm like, 
that's what I'm talking about, right? Like it looks yeah. like, uh, uh, you know, as fellow nerds, we would walk into this space and be like, oh, cool. I, I can be here, hang out, buy something and leave, right? Like this is, this is like the, the Starbucks, right? Like Starbucks gives you, you walk in, you have this nice little cafe feeling, you get your cup of coffee, they're making money consistently, and you, you feel like you, you've had a little relaxing time, right? That's how I can see GameStop being if this is the way it's going to go. You walk in, you, you relax a little bit, and you, you leave with, with a purchase, right? So every time people are coming in for an experience, they're also leaving uh, with some dollars uh, be, be leaving there. So that's a great way of bringing people in, Obed. I'm a fan of this. What do you think? Yeah, man. They even got snacks and everything. So they, it is truly a hangout place, really. Yeah. I, I like it. I like it a lot. I like it a lot, a lot, a lot. Because like what you said, the problem is that every time I go to GameStop, I freaking trip over everything. All the walls are covered in crap. And it's just not, it's just ugly. It's just an ugly, ugly store. Um, I, and I'm trying to go back to like thinking about the, you know, the EB games uh, back in the day. Yeah. My favorite store back in the day was Babbage's. And that was a store that was bought by GameStop, of course, because um, they bought everything. And, and Babbage's was like that. Babbage's, they had, they had setups for each system. And and all the systems where the the way the store was arranged was like basically uh, con, uh, con, at least the one I used to frequent. It was all consoles on the on the right and all PC games on the left uh, side. Back when the big box PC games came out, and and I liked how they organized all those games. And Baba just didn't sell used games back then, so um, it was just all new games with a setup so you can you know sonic 3 came out play sonic 3 um all, all this stuff that you know back in the day we used to get the sega cd it was like oh you want to check out sega cd yeah you, you go check out sega cd so that was the stores that i that i grew up with this reminds me a lot of that um plus you know having the the t-shirts because back then you couldn't find a nerdy t-shirt anywhere um i think the first place that came out with that was probably like hot topic or something yeah. So, um, so yeah, I, I like it. It looks clean. It looks decluttered. And that was the problem. The floor looks nice. The lighting looks good. I really like the, the, um, a portal they have there where it's like, if they don't have anything is the item you're looking for in store, you can just order it uh, from the site and it'll ship it to store. They're, they're taking the right steps, in my opinion, man. Uh, I can't wait for those stores to hit here because yeah. I, I really want to check them out. Yeah. I yeah. can see people literally like leaving their jobs after work and just hanging out or under breaks. Like it literally looks like that kind of a place that actually would be fun. Yeah. Yeah. I know that uh, there's, a, there's a couple of places here in Florida that are – uh, I want to want to say family family friendly, right? Because we do have things like joysticks and uh, you know player one and all this stuff here in Central Florida, but those are more of arcades, um, so they're not necessarily family friendly. Um, <laughs> uh, but going to what you know the the old arcade used to be, so that that that's been lost right um you know you your sense of community is now online and that's you know that's fine whatever 
Uh, but just going out, man, and trying new things and trying your game on a, on a big TV or, hey, I'm, I'm playing Metal Gear Solid 5. I want to check out how was the, the first one was back in PS1 and just go to GameStop and, and be able to play that game on a retro TV and whatnot. That's pretty cool to me, man. Um, so, yeah, I'm hoping they do good. Uh, again, uh, they, they are closing some stores. I'm sure that we're going to hit with some closures in the area. But at the same time, if it's, you know, one, to save the company, of course, and, uh, and two, to better the experience, because uh, that was part of the problem uh, where you go in and they try to sell you this scratch warranty and a Game Informer subscription and all this stuff that you don't really need. Make it about make it about community, you know. Reach out to again, and they talked about reaching out to local esports leagues and uh, and and community events and whatnot. So they should definitely keep uh, trying to do that. And I, so far, I like what I see, man. I'm a fan. Yeah, there's a apparently that one that we saw was from Oklahoma. I I believe I heard that there's one in the New York area that has already been revamped. Uh, as well so they're they're starting to pop up um i'm pretty sure that they they're probably going to be done before christmas because this is like a you know a week remodel sort of thing you know basically just put everything in the uh in storage remodel the store bring everything back out um i can't wait uh, i'm curious to see what the local one um that that it's the, the closest to me or not the closest to me but the one that i that i frequent here um uh, how that's going to be because that store, I remember back a few years ago, that store was basically double the size. They split the store in half and they built that failed Mac shop that, that GameStop built. Oh, it was a cricket wireless before that back when you GameStop on cricket. Um, they changed to that Mac thing that they did. Uh, and then it was a thing geek at that closed a couple of weeks ago. And, um, So I'm curious to see if they're going to go back to that space and just double the size of the store because that is a very, very high traffic store. So I'm curious to see what they're going to do with that. Um, and, and I believe they are renting both spaces there at that shopping mall. So uh, we'll, we'll see, man. I'm excited. So we'll see. We'll see how that comes out. Joe, speaking of things that are kind of sort of failing, E3, uh, there's a, a document floating around that the ESA sent to... Um, Uh, journalists and uh, and uh, I guess influencers. I don't like I don't like that word. Uh, about uh, how they're going to modernize uh, E3 basically and um, and bring more attendance. Attendance have been down. The event hasn't been what it's been before. Of course, Sony's not there anymore. Microsoft is hosting their own events offsite. Uh, I, there's a lot of people lines are too long for games and they, you know, they, they definitely needed to restructure. Well, now they are going to restructure into more of a base on this, what this document says, right? Uh, of course we're going on what news reports are. And this is, you can find the report over in uh, Eurogamer. They are, they're trying to build this thing more as a, like a fan fest, uh, sort of like a PAX uh, almost uh, sounds like. And I think it's a step in the right direction too, but they need to be able to control it, man, because uh, based on things that I've heard from 
you know, uh, E3 and what you told me from Comic-Con, they've, you know, they definitely need to nail this one if they want to go that direction, Joe. What do you think? Yeah, I read through the list of the kind of the bullet points uh, of, of what some of the highlighted stuff that, that were on that leaked memo, per se, of what they wanted to to make changes, right? And um, it did remind me of some of it, of how Comic-Con is uh, and some of the attention around it, right? Like some of the things that were talked about on the list here is uh, there may be a strong focus on celebrities and, and other influential people to attend, right? Comic-Con's been a place where it's like, oh, guess what? You see this person and that person there that's associated with these products. So that brings a certain uh, hype to it, right? And a specialness to it. That's cool. Uh, you know, some people said there's another thing talked about having a day just for industry uh, professionals and then it's open to the public. To your point, Obed, about having this this chaotic rush of people just being at this convention. I've never gone to it. I'd love to go to it. But it's not fun when you know going into something that it's just going to be a lot of time just spent in lines. You know, it's cool you're around people you like and stuff, but you want to enjoy uh, as much as you can, experience as much as you can, right, while you're out there at these things. Um, so creating an environment where industry professionals can preview this stuff beforehand and then they kind of get out of the way and let everybody else enjoy this stuff and they can they can do their other things. That's a smart move. And then lastly, the other one that stuck out to me was the hubs, right? Like the idea of having these, these hubs where um, instead of these traditional booths whatever you have to walk by each of these things it's like no like i go in this hub and it's got all of these guys collectively together and these guys collectively together these experiences it sounds a lot more organized so i sounds like people are gonna have a great time from an experience standpoint i think my main thing obit is like look what about the shows the panels because there's been some really good stuff that always comes out of it but how are you going to encourage it not to just be people buying time to talk about things that nobody cares about, right? Like, how do you encourage them to make it this <laughs> like to make it like the Comic Con Hall H? You're in here, you get this amazing show, you know. Aside from just you know, oh, hey guys, we're we're uh, whatever, you know. We're Don't you see you bringing Greg Miller? No, <laughs> <laughs> crickets. Yeah. Bring Grant Miller yelling at everyone. Um, yeah, it's it sounds good. I'm hoping that they're able to restructure and this thing will play out. But yeah, going just going on on what you said. What what about the shows? What about the the you know the big E3 presentations? Of course, we're gonna get a Nintendo Direct, right? That's that's a given. Um, but is Sony gonna follow up? You know that. The, you know they're gonna do a, 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 a another experience. Are they gonna be back at all? Are they gonna do like their own separate thing and show up? Uh, you know, stay to play and you know move along. Is Microsoft gonna be the only one there next year showing two consoles or or whatever they're showing? So um, and no games and yeah and and uh, Game Pass. So I mean, <clears throat> no Game Pass is doing pretty good, man. They've got some <laughs> good games coming in. Gotta say, it's pretty impressive. If I had a decent PC, I'd probably just try it out on PC, but I don't want to finagle around with settings. So, um, yeah, man, I, it's, it, sounds, it sounds good. I mean, hopefully they can turn it around and make it fun because it sounds like people go there and, and they just don't have fun. It's like, oh, yeah, I played Minecraft. 
because that was the only game that didn't have a line. I don't want to play Minecraft. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, uh, if they address that issue and, and you know, if you have people still going, like, and by, by people, I mean publishers still going in and showing their, you know, their new stuff, I mean, then it, it may be worth it. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I guess we'll see next year. We'll find out pretty soon, I guess, in a year and a few months. Time will tell. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Speaking of State of Play, Joel, there is going to be a State of Play next week on the 24th. Rumor is that this will be the reveal for the release date for The Last of Us 2. That's been the main thing that I've heard out of this State of Play. Um, I mean, we may get a you know, couple of small announcements here and there, a couple of updates, um, but I don't necessarily see anything major coming out of this except wait for our next state of play. We'll talk about the future then, you know, and that state of play will probably be in like February or something. So yeah. What do you think, man? Yeah. State of play. I, I just love the title of it, dude. I feel like it's like a state of the union for the, for the PlayStation community community. It's so great. Um, you know, I think that this is cool because it's right before the holidays. So it's a great preview of what's to come for the holidays, right? Like let's re-energize our fan base. Let's re-energize the people. Let's let them think about what's to come uh, that we, that's already been talked about, but give them more and more and more and more to feast on and get them hungry for, for, for purchasing these, these new content games that are scheduled to be released, right? You don't need to really announce much new. Like you said, Obed, we don't expect anything. Uh, out of this, I don't, personally, it's going to be massively new announcement. Um, but we're probably going to get like Christmas bundles. Yeah. Like, oh, this is a Christmas bundle for PS4 and PS4 Pro. You know, uh, there's a rumor that PS4 Pro, uh, I think it's being discounted right now to 350, and I think they're going to make that permanent. So there may be that, and you know, a bundle, and then maybe uh, a price cut on on the standard PS4. So. Um, that's that's a possibility. Also, I mean, they can probably just give us a release date for Persona Five Royal, so my, that might be a thing. But you know, on that, I really don't see any major major announcements other than the Last of Us Two thing, because that's that's pretty much confirmed by uh, Neil Druckmann already tweeted out. I was like, oh yeah, we'll see on the twenty fourth. So yeah, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. It's exciting. And uh, speaking of PlayStation and exciting stuff, Joel, there's another rumor that's been doing the rounds. Um, this is a very similar rumor to the Xbox Scarlet rumor that was uh, going around a, a few weeks ago that basically states that there will be two consoles. There will be, there will be a standard console, console and a pro console at launch. Um, we, we talked about it and I didn't, and I didn't process this until you told me it's like, oh yeah, they're maybe, they're probably going to do it like the iPhone where you don't get a middle of the year refresh. You get two models on release on the same date now. So you get a regular model and a pro model and this may be what they're doing. Um, I, I don't see anything wrong with it because Apple's doing it and it works for Apple, right? Rumor is that Microsoft is going to do the same thing. You know, they're going to release a, a, a lower spec model of their next machine and a high spec model. So 
what are the possibilities, Joel? Are we looking at, you know, uh, apples and oranges or are we looking at, uh, you know, uh, a baseline experience for both, but, you know, you get the, the 120 frames, 8K thing that they're talking about with the, with the Pro. Yeah, I, I do hope it is that the AK rumors. Um, I hope that that that's going to be factual for the PS5 Pro. I mean, regardless, you're going to probably have um, some really cool just uh, experiential changes, right? Aside from hardware changes for the PS5 that will carry over for both, um, which is what's great about even like just PS4 in general, right? Like you have this great experience between PS4 and PS4 Pro. It's the same type of thing, right? Same functionality, whatever the changes they made to the controller, all that, right? Carries over. But when we're talking about like talk about Apple and I, and I mentioned to you about having that similar model of having the, the you know, the, the iPhone 11, the iPhone 11 max, right? Like the iPhone 11 pro and all this. Right. So, so the way that they get you on those things is by having those um, visible differences, larger screen um, colors, camera. So if you're going to do something like this for PS five, you have to do the same, right? You have to give me, a significant enough uh, in change in, in, in visual specs for me to put that money out. But I do like the idea of having it uh, side by side because I think that's been one of the issues that, um, you know, people have gotten mad at in general uh, with the technology industry as, as a whole, right? Like, you know, okay, I just bought a new Xbox and then like, two years later, you're like, oh, guess what, guys? We've got the new and improved. It's still an Xbox. And you're like, wait a second, I just literally just bought this on Black Friday. I should have waited. How was I supposed to know this is coming? You anger the consumer. It's not something you want to do. But if you're, if you make the consumer feel like you're being honest with them, like, look, you don't have to get this new thing, but we're going to be honest with you. We're going to release this all at the same time. And then make it the consumer's choice. Then people yep. can't be mad because then they're then they're like, okay, well, we we get to choose. Yeah, and and one thing that we don't realize is that um, this has been going on with a a, a plethora of tech products like this being this has been happening with tvs for forever you would get samsung say you know or sony for example right because uh, i'm more familiar with sony and we'll talk sony tvs um you would get your your bravia you know 800 series or the 750 series bravia 4k tv um but then you also got your a1 oled and your, you know, your XBR 950 or whatever. So, and they, they are, re they're, they're all released the same day because all those TVs are, you know, released same day. Basically, uh, LG does the same thing. You know, they have their, uh, the, the, the Sam's club $500 TV and they have their $2,000 OLED. So, you know, and they're again, TVs release all the same day. Um, again, Apple product, does do it all the time because they do it you know for their macbooks um they do it for their ipads i'm not necessarily with their ipads the ipad is the only thing that changes the storage but um but you know all the tv manufacturers do it um same thing goes for headphones sony releases headphones this year wireless headphones you would get your normal you know the hundred dollar headphones and you get your four hundred dollar noise canceling deep bass ultra headphones Bose do this does the same thing, you know. Pretty much all the all the major electronics manufacturers do it for all of their products. So for consoles to do it, it's um, 
uh, I mean, it's not necessarily a novel concept. They're just following trends that have been normal for years and years on uh, on pretty much all electronic platforms. So, um, yeah, I think giving people the option, do you want a $400 console or do you want a $600 console? You know, and, you know, I'm, I'm pretty sure that there's people that are going to fork out the $600 for the, you know, AK, whatever, you know. It, based on specs, if I see it, if again I'm not a, a huge frame rate nut, I don't have a, an 8K TV, and I don't need 120 frames a second. 60 is good for me. Just getting the base, if that would be good enough for me, sure, whatever. You know, uh, it it all depends on on what the uh, final product is. But uh, yeah, I mean, uh, it, you know. Xbox is probably going to do the same thing. Um, Nintendo now is doing the same thing, technically, with you know the having the flagship Switch and the Switch Lite both coexisting. Um, yeah, I mean, it, and I'm thinking about it, right? And and every every model or every every device that we use has the same thing that you can buy a cheap Google Home little you know dot, you know Echo dot. Or you can get the awesome, you know, Echo display with the, you know, uh, a screen on it. They, every manufacturer does it. So, you know, consoles to follow along is just natural for me, man. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. It, it's giving that choice. But um, something that, like, it's a reality of just uh, technology as in general, right? And especially in the gaming space, it's like, yeah, you're giving us a choice of, of the standard hardware day one choose between either one of the, these these versions but yeah like reality is yeah maybe in a couple of years there's like a slim version or something like that right that's fine but you're not changing like the functionality you're exactly. just you're just giving some some minor modifications it's nothing that's that would anger you but just i think if you say okay here's the slim and you know 8km it's like oh my goodness i, I you know it's right around the corner so this this is a, a a smart strategy of keeping the consumer happy. So the best example that I can give you, and this is you know uh, gaming related, are video cards. So yeah. every year, and you know, or every couple of years, Nvidia will release three new cards, three new you know GTX cards or or RTX cards or whatever they're called now. You know, you get your. Uh, you're 2050, you're 2060, you're 2070, and you're 2080. So you got, you know, uh, four different cards. And they're all released same day, basically. Um, and then uh, a few months later, they'll probably release like an RTX Max or whatever, you know, uh, or, or a, a special edition of a card or, or something. So, you know, video cards do it already where you have tiers, you know, to co for consoles to follow suit is just natural, man. And I, I mean, it, this hasn't been the case, but you know, um, I think the time is right for them to to follow that model. So uh, that's that's my opinion. So yeah, I mean, I I don't see I necessarily don't see a negative on it. So okay, yeah, I agree. Yeah, Joe, that is what we have for this 105th episode of No Low Time, man. If you want to go ahead and plug us in. 
Absolutely, guys. Thank you again for taking time out of your day to watch and listen to us here on No Low Time. We want to invite you to stay connected with us. Stay subscribed by subscribing to the audio version on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, and Spotify. Also subscribe to our video version here on YouTube. Make sure to be a follower on our social media at No Low Time. That's at No Low Time on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch. It's a great way of being informed on when our latest episodes drop. In addition to that, we also want to invite you to send your feedback. Send an email to nolowtime at gmail.com. That's nolowtime at gmail.com. And it's a great way for you to send in questions, comments that we may even be able to address live here on the show. Thank you so much for your continued support, and we can't wait to see you on episode 106. Thank you, guys. We'll see you again next time.